Welcome to Let's Get Bitchin', your go-to spot for movie wrap-ups, media reviews, and everything you didn't ask for but are getting anyway. What are you waiting for? Let's Get Bitchin'. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Let's Get Bitchin'. As always, I'm your host, Genesee Gabrielle, and this week we are welcoming back an extra super-duper special guest host, Taylor! Woo! Hi, Taylor! Hi, Genesee! Taylor's my best friend. Um, we've had him on once before, and uh, we met. Oh my God, we just had our anniversary. We did. We did in April. I don't track when the volume end conferences uh, happen anymore. I just so. remember that they were in April. They um, were in April. That's true. Yeah, I don't. And also, I have Snapchat memories, so I often will get memories of uh, your face oh, being I- like. Egypt what's up and sweet (laughs) yeah and then I have a lot of memories of me drinking with my friends at conference so that was fun um not so much me you know I was more more making fun of your uh your your tolerance um whenever you were okay to be fair the first conference I was 18 I never drank and so yes I did get pretty buzzed off of one Smirnoff ice um now my tolerance is much better um I, I believe say, you I'm just saying but what that, that was mostly what happened though and I didn't you, drink with you I more watched you drink and made fun of you you sir were like sloshed after one long beach iced tea thank you very much oh are you kidding me I had already had like five like you five did not you did not have point. five drinks you had one cocktail one you had one cocktail at the cuban restaurant maybe no you definitely i I drank two including yours and then went to that place afterwards wait 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 yes i did drink yours did you drink my you might have drinking my my iced tea yes and then we went to the but at the cuban, afterwards the, no the ice both of our drinks this is how you know this bitch was not sober the iced teas were at the second place the first place was the cuban restaurant and yes. there you had a cocktail and i finished my own cocktail at the cuban restaurant because their cocktails two. are delicious i, I think you two. i think you might have had two there you did i think you were right you might have finished offline anyway yes and then Point he went is. to the place afterwards and I drank, yeah. I drank your drink and then I drank my drink <laughs> and I was still functioning relatively well in uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that's what he said everything all together compared to you who was just like, like hobbling after one I was not hobbling mm, okay. I was well. not hobbling I so. swear to god also uh, I'm, well first of all I'm poorly coordinated also, um, there's a good chance I was trying to hit on you at that point because I didn't know you very well. I mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> You're funny. Okay, getting down to business. What we're here to talk about today is actually a show um, that Taylor's responsible for getting me into. Um, he's looking at me confused. I swear to God, I watched Friends because of you. I really think it's true. Did you? I, I thought did. you already liked Friends. No. I only watched that semi-recently, like in the last few years. And I'm pretty sure it's because you were obsessed with Friends. Maybe. Grey's Anatomy, we both watched separately before. That's true. For sure. Hmm. But I'm pretty sure I'm responsible for Friends. I don't remember. But either way, yes. <laughs> so 
So, yes, we will be talking about friends today um, because recently the um, the reunion, the reunion. Thank you. Words tired. Um, the reunion was released recently ish to HBO Max. So I believe, can you watch Friends on HBO Max or is it just yes. a reunion? I think that's yeah. the only place you can watch Friends now. It used to be on I Netflix so and I watched it like five times on Netflix, yeah. but then it came, it went away and everyone was sad. And now you have to actually pay for HBO Max to watch it yeah. as well as the reunion. So yes. they have um, the rights. I don't think, I don't think anywhere else is streaming Friends besides HBO. I think you are correct. Um, yeah, I was kind of upset because HBO Max isn't cheap. It's like fifteen dollars a month. Yes, yeah, fifteen bucks. But they do have really good shit on it because um, they have all of their HBO shows. They have a lot of movies, especially during COVID. A lot of movies that they have the rights to have been released to HBO mm-hmm. Max. So In the Heights is going to be released to HBO Max on its release date, which is really fun. Oh, but when its release date? June eleventh. Okay, well, I, I, I might be watching that in Boston then. Yeah, you definitely, definitely should. Also, PSA for those at home, I made this mistake with Wonder Woman 1984. I thought that like when they said they were releasing it to HBO Max at the same time as they were releasing it to theaters, I would just be able to watch it on HBO Max whenever I wanted. The catch is it's only up for, I think, like 30 days after the release date. So you can't sleep on it. You really got to watch it if you want to watch it. Because I slept on Wonder Woman and I missed it. But I watched it recently at OMSI. Uh, they have a movie theater there and they do second runs sometimes. And um, it wasn't very good. So it was okay that I slept on it. It wasn't very good? Is that what no. you said? Yeah, Wonder Woman. That's what I've heard because I, I like the first one, obviously. And I so... did too. It was really good. And I was I went in with an open mind because I had also heard that it was not good and i was like uh i don't trust bitches bitches be wilding uh the bitches were not wilding in this case it was not well done but okay well good to know i probably i probably won't watch it then i had already kind of planned not to watch it just based off of feedback and i didn't want to ruin the memories of the original that we watched and loved so i probably just won't i'd say that's fair i'd say that's fair especially because like I'm a hardcore Marvel stand, so like, even if a movie was kind of like, are. don't just say don't don't act, don't. Act well, I know you are. No, I'm we not trying. To... And I got you onto the onto the Netflix shows. Uh, kind of. That's not entirely true, actually. That's not entirely true. I had um been aware of them and watched some of them. I got onto Jessica Jones on my own fruition, um, but I can't keep up with them. They're they are too much for me. They are far too much. They are much darker. They are than, so dark. Obviously, they're very dark, especially Daredevil. Um, did you watch Daredevil? No. Okay, that is the darkest one, especially mm. season three, mm. which is dark shit as hell. Um, just actually, Jessica Jones gets really dark. Jessica in, Jones in, in the second season, it gets really really dark well and even the i just watched the first season and after that i had to fucking take a step back oh, i'm not surprised it, 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 it's yeah. there's, there's a lot of triggering stuff it's in, that, rough. in that first season especially it's but i'll be rough. honest the second season is dark at a different level from the first okay. one and that's why i was i, I even sent you a text i think i said this is the second season is about, is about on par with daredevil as far as uh, as far as, far as like the dark dark 
stuff that happens in it. So yeah. I you still love them. I think they're great. And it shows the grittier <laughs> side of the comics. Oh, because, yeah. Absolutely. Marvel obviously drastically tones down a lot of the very oh, dark yeah. stuff in the comics, yeah. which takes away some of the meaning right. and the aspects of these characters which yeah. and, how, and, and their depth. Right. But I'm right. that's part like, of the beauty of the Marvel movies, though, is it's an escape. It's not yeah. meant to kind of it bring is. you back to the darkness of the world. And they're making it for a much larger audience. And like, especially the themes in Jessica Jones, like they wouldn't put that in an MCU movie. And I don't think that they should. I mean, the I don't kiddies. I don't go to the MCU for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but you know what's not dark? Friends. Friends. No, it's not dark. <laughs> <laughs> so, Except for those few episodes where you're like, please don't ruin everything. I know. There, are, there is the occasional episode where you just get really, it gets dark just because, you know, comparatively. <laughs> yeah. But on the whole, I mean, it's a sitcom. So on the whole, yes. it's pretty light and fluffy. Um, basically, what we're going to be doing tonight, folks, is we're going to be talking about like reactions to the reunion thoughts um, and sharing some of our favorite, favorite tidbits from friends in general. Um, if you don't want spoilers for friends, obviously they're going to be a fuck ton, but like it's, it's the year of our Lord 2021. Yeah. You, I feel like you yeah. can't really spoil friends. I know. I know. That's how I feel too. But bitches still be out here being like, Oh my God, you're spoiling Harry Potter. I'm like, if you don't know by now, you don't want to know. Yeah. You can't also, you can't spoil Harry Potter. Like, are you on the internet? What? Confused. Anyway. Um, the reunion okay so i want to start off with kind of general thoughts on like them having a reunion because i I remember when it was first announced there was some kind of upset um on the internet right because people like weren't sure what to expect so when they first announced that they like they hadn't announced what the format was going to be at first right so i don't know if you saw this discourse because you're not on i didn't in all reality i so you notified me about the reunion i was i mean I, I saw that it was happening and then you proposed having a friends uh podcast yeah. episode and i'm like well i guess in that case i actually have to watch it i was probably gonna do it regardless but that was the absolute let's get hbo now and right. for a month and go for it yeah. um but yeah in all reality <laughs> i i didn't see the lead up to it or anything like that i mean they've been they've been teasing a friends reunion since friends ended so I, I honestly, if i had seen it i honestly wouldn't have believed it until they actually launched it yeah and i think that this was a pretty good time to do it and a lot of people were upset because it wasn't like a reboot right it wasn't a reunion and the idea of like how gilmore girls did the reunion right and how they had like a bonus season on netflix basically um i personally personally way prefer the way that they did it where it was like a reunion where they talked about it and the cast got to answer questions and be together and they seemed so happy the whole cast seemed like so like sweet and happy and bonding and i was like i love that for them that's so cute i mean it's a reunion that's not a launching like the whole point of it is to get people together and be able to kind of reminisce on the good times right and i i honestly i cried quite a bit during it I mean, to be fair, I've been crying a lot this week, but yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, I, I did make me tear, tear up quite a few times. Um, 
Yeah, I especially like when I think about like reboots, I, I tend to not like reboots. It's really hard. I can't even think of a good reboot. The Gilmore Girls reboot was fucking upsetting. I'm still upset about the Gilmore Girls reboot, especially because like we had such a nice ending for that for that show and it was tied together so nicely. And then they brought it back and crushed all of our hopes and dreams and happiness. And I really appreciated that in the Friends reunion, they talked about that. You know, like they talked about, they were like, I, I think it was, they asked Lisa Kudrow and she was like, no, I wouldn't come back for a reboot. Because I think, uh, they all said they wouldn't come back yeah. for a reboot. Like there's no way. Yeah. And that, that'd be the worst thing because the magic of friends is, it, it, I mean, it really was a nineties, I mean, nineties or thousands thing. Yeah. You cannot launch friends. And it's, I mean, yeah. like, no, I'm, I'm trying to figure out a scenario where you could launch friends and have to actually work. And I just don't see it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the magic of that show specifically was it taking place where it did when it did. Um, Yeah. I I totally agree. Uh, I think that you could have a show that's like a fun, funny comic relief centered around friends, but it would have to be different. I mean, it would have to be modern. You know what I mean? Like it'd have to be a totally different thing. First of all, it'd have to be mostly queer people. Yeah. I mean, mean, that was the biggest issue with friends is the fact that, I mean, Friends. So there are nine. There are '90s shows that actually did pretty. Actually, do a pretty good job exploring like yeah, like again, uh, being LGBTQ friendly. Right. Like there are like so uh, you didn't you never watched Frasier, did you? No, I don't think I did. Okay, so Frasier is one of those '90s shows that actually does a really good job. Mm. Um, a couple like so one of the main cast members is gay, and and they and they actually did a lot of really like nice. It's, it's a sitcom. So right. situational comedies around that, but usually it was more around just situational aspects of one character thinking that, like they were, that the other person was straight and not realizing they were gay, and going and vice versa, where the gay person thought they were also gay, and it's and it's absolutely hilarious, but it's not in a mean way or or making fun of the fact, making fun of that aspect. It's just the situation of the fact that you know sometimes you try to date people right. and it doesn't always match up and you don't realize it until you actually, you know, get that. Oh yeah, I'm gay or I'm straight and one way or the other. And the reason, and the, and the main funny part is that both of the main characters always get mistaken for being gay. And mm. It's, it's yes. a great show though. Very friendly to, uh, to, to that. And um, mm. I think besides the fact that it's very whitewashed, though it's Seattle mm. Washington, I mean, what else is new? Um, but yeah, it's, it is. That is one of those good ones. That's yeah. probably one of the biggest criticisms of Friends, though, is it's very diversity oh. is not its strong suit. No. Yeah. yeah, that is. Friends is very much not up at the times as far as that. It was not a groundbreaker as far as diversity went. Yeah. No, I, I definitely definitely agree. Um, and like on the whole, they really weren't pushing a whole lot of boundaries on anything on anything yeah um and especially like when you look at chandler's character it's so unfortunate because chandler's character is gay yes like when you look at it now you're like there's no way that poor baby boy is straight and they made so many jokes about that um and were very very homophobic towards that character that's really pretty shitty yeah, I don't know if he necessarily would have been if Nestle was gay, just like again. He like, was, honey. 
as the queer person in this room, ask I mean, gay that's, Twitter. That's fine. I, ask I mean, maybe, gay maybe Twitter. As far as like, as opposed to purely. Gay. I think that the. I mean, maybe he was, I, I, he was clearly into Monica here. Come on. Let's well, be real. see, that's the that's the thing though is that I think that the reason he was into Monica is because of the the situation of it being of him being unable to come out of the closet. You know what I mean? Um, if if we were really if he was really being true to himself. I don't think that he would have actually had like a sexual and, and romantic connection with Monica if he was fully able to realize his sexuality. Now that no. is difficult. That is difficult because I mean he is a written character. So obviously the writers wrote him to be into Monica. But I don't even actually this is something they talked about in the in the reunion episode was the fact that they originally weren't supposed to end up together. No, that's true, and that was that yeah. was an interesting point. But then they realized it was such a it was it was such a perfect thing, and that in From reality, no, whether we subconsciously realized it or not, it was the right matchup for that character. No, but the reason that they decided to keep them together was because the fans were so into it, and yes. because the response to it. Um, so at heteronormativity, once again, I'm just saying, hate to burst your bubble, honey, but. I think maybe that, I, I'll, I'll give you maybe bisexual here as far as that goes. Like that's definitely a queer component for sure. I, 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 I can totally see that. But yeah, clearly into Monica. Uh, I I think that the writers were the, into the Chandler with the queer component. I can see that. I can definitely see that in there as far as struggling with, with, with queer component with yeah. himself. And, but I, I think the big part of it though is just because of his issues with his dad or yeah, like that, oh that was right probably, because his i think dad's that was gay. probably the bigger issue as opposed yeah. to, i think that's what kind of those those manners that you're talking about or those those inner struggles i think it was more based around his parents not so yeah. much about himself i i would agree from a character standpoint but i think from in terms of the people creating the show and when they're writing main characters that's a huge problem with with putting um queer characters in shows and movies is that they're often put as like background characters or the butt of the joke or whatever so while like chandler yes you can look and be like okay obviously he has issues about his dad being gay and has internalized a lot of homophobia from that and that's why they're all of those jokes um from the writer's standpoint i think we really need to question why the writers felt comfortable with that narrative and with only making queer characters who are the butt of the joke and are creating some level of discomfort and conflict for the main characters i mean ross's ex-wife right she was a huge queer character on the show and um she was a big point of conflict because she left ross for for a woman um, yeah, but they didn't actually aggravate that point though, and it, which I think they could have. They're trying to go you know, jump on the jump on the band of trying to make easy, uh, easy laughs or easy points by kind of villainizing them. I mean, they actually didn't really. I mean, I feel like they weren't totally I, they, they villainized. villainized. Susan, Susan was villainized, not so much yeah. the wife. And that's because Susan was evil. I mean, let's be like again. This, was she evil though, or was she? Just yes, like she was. The, the... She was. She was so mean and so not nice, and I'm like I'm sorry. I, Susan was someone who I absolutely hated. <laughs> I hated her character, and no, Susan was just was horrible. So I'm not sure yeah. about that. 
No, uh, I, found, I found Susan to be absolutely horrible, horrible, horrible. But as far as how they handled the actual relationship, I actually think that they actually did that pretty well. I, I for me, the biggest issue was the issue with, with his dad, with Chandler's dad, and that tension in there. I mean, I don't think they portray anything unreasonable as far as Ross's frustrations with that situation, and also like, and, and the fact that they portrayed it afterwards as a healthy, loving relationship continually, right. and then with Ben and everything else, and as a whole. I, and also showing Ross being eventually okay with that when he was like at, when he gave um, gave his wife away Way, to, her, right. to the her, to uh, her new wife yeah um, as part of that like I think they actually that was a relatively friendly approach as far as that went and, and I'm a straight guy coming at that too I'm I, yeah I, you I are recognize that so I you need to check yourself sweetie but at the same I, I time recognize that, I do I will give you that for the 90s it wasn't terrible. Um, but like looking at it from like a current person and the current knowledge that we have, um, I do think it's really important to acknowledge that also like when I say like, oh, for the nineties, it wasn't too bad. That is saying for a time period in which homophobia looked a lot different than it does now, like homophobia absolutely was playing a role in the script. Like, I don't think that that. Oh, uh, 100%. There's no, there's no, like, when I when I watched when I rewatch it, I kind of like there there are many things that don't age well as far as Friends. I don't think it negates the value and the magic of Friends necessarily. And, well, yes, and, again, and I'm not and, trying. And that's, again, I also recognize that that's me as a straight man saying that, and so as part of that, I don't have the same. I wouldn't be as right. the same triggers or concerns. I'm, but I'm I'm aware of that because I watched it. I'm like, yeah, that's that obviously does not age well and also right. the, the fat jokes and all those other things oh yes like those That's those terrible. are those are yeah. terrible the body shaming things like mm. that yeah I mean, Mon- they're, yeah Monica, a huge part of monica's character is awful you know yes um, with, with what i, I want to talk about her and, her and chandler is one of the main yeah. culprits of that even though they end up getting married down the road and it's a beautiful relationship which i i absolutely love yeah yeah Call me, call me one of those fans. I think, I think it turned out really, really well. I think their relationship is probably the most beautiful one outside of Chandler and Joey's. Yeah, it, Chandler and Joey. Have a beautiful Chandler and Joey's. Can we just say, yeah, the most perfect, beautiful relationship <laughs> in Friends is Chandler and Joey and their friendship. That is true. That's definitely true. I agree with that. I also want to, before we close up this conversation that we've been having, I think it's important to say that, like something we do a lot here on let's get bitchin is critique what we watch because we want to be like you know cognizant consumers of the media that we're watching um nobody's perfect no nobody that's like creating media is perfect and so it's really important to think about that as we're watching things and consuming things and thinking about the things that we watch in ways that they perpetuate harm on different um, communities. And so that's what we're trying to do here. Obviously, I fuck hard with friends. I like friends a lot. Um, And I can still be aware and talk about the fact that they fall short in a lot of ways. And um, I really do believe that their writing um, perpetuates a lot of things in terms of homophobia and fat phobia. Absolutely, that was a great point that you made. Um, I mean, the trans, like, the trans so component is probably the, the worst one of all in that because I mean yeah. they, they show they show a healthy positive uh lesbian relationship on the show right uh but as far as the uh Chandler's dad and everything mm-hmm. um with that and that trans component 
Yeah. They're just no, they, they, that's, that's never handled well. And I, and it's just about, it, it's created as a butt of the jokes the entire time. There's really no, except for maybe the one time when they're at, was it, when they're at Chandler and Monica's wedding and he finally calls his dad mom. I mean, I don't know. That was still a joke, but it was sort of him trying to relate to his dad yeah. and in, in, in a way that was, being true to who he or she was and that was never really acknowledged as far as so it's actually someone who liked to dress in drag or if it was actually someone who identified as being um, right yeah that was actually that was going to be my kind of like question slash statement sorry it's been a while since i watched it um like actually watched the whole show so i was i was thinking about that i always thought that his dad was a man but a drag queen so I'm it, it was unclear. Okay. I, it, it, it was okay. unclear sometimes. Sometimes that's what it seemed like, but there yeah. are other times where it actually was not clear as far as if it was and, and, and there were times where it seemed to actually hurt Chandler's dad mm-hmm. to not have that aspect acknowledged. And I and I don't know. I mean as far like yeah, it, it, it was never made clear if it if if there if uh, his dad identified as trans woman. Or if it was, if he's like dressed in drag and right. uh, that that component mm. never really addressed. And now, but that, but and again, regardless, the way they handled that and that aspect was very much transphobic. And mm-hmm. yeah, like like I said, they have a positive lesbian, lesbian relationship on there, yeah. but they don't show the trans component in a good light in any way. And oh, and being the nineties is not an excuse like i said frazier yeah. is a very is a very queer friendly right. uh, 90s sitcom mm-hmm. that has a lot of really great aspects to it they yeah. could work on the diversity component majorly but right. on the queer aspect and trying to be being queer friendly i think frazier was a really good example in the 90s mm-hmm. by 90s standards i mean right but it was there so okay. maybe i'll watch it we'll see um it's a very certain type of humor i don't know if you like it or not i will say if you just give it give it a chance get through uh-huh. the first 10 episodes all right okay if you don't like after 10 episodes you don't see the appeal mm-hmm. then i'm like all right you probably it just probably isn't, isn't for you but right it's, and that's very start, possible. it's, a, it's, a, it's definitely a show that starts slowly like the first few episodes mm-hmm. they were building off of a prior show called cheers um mm-hmm. it was a spin-off of cheers and so they were sort of building off of that and so the first, again, give it about 10 episodes. If you still, if you don't find yourself liking it, then it just might not just be for you. And that's fine, obviously. It's it's a different type of humor. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so I have a very important question. You texted me while you were watching the reunion. Yes, I texted you. You never texted me back. I, was I did. To I told you that I wasn't, I wasn't watching it. I hadn't watched it yet. But I would tell you when I watched it. And I texted you today when I watched it. Yes, you said you were watching the uh, the reunion, but yes. I, yeah, but I, there was a specific point. In I the watched. Reunion. Okay, yeah, I didn't text you at this specific point because I have questions. So he so he texted me and was like, "Okay, something important happens at one hour and twenty five minutes, right?" Yes. And I was, whatever I sent to you, like, it was I, one hour and twenty five minutes. Okay. All right. And I had seen some spoilers, so I had a feeling I knew what it was going to be. So I'm watching it. So at one hour and 25 minutes, were you talking about when they're t- specifically talking about them being on a break? 
Yes. Okay. And it was finally, ultimately confirmed. I mean, we are, we already knew. We all knew we that they were on a break. Rachel and, <laughs> it, Rachel and Ross were clearly on a break. That was that's that that is very clear. Even Hugh Laurie, when when he was brought on uh, on the plane during like the the oh London episodes, yeah, that, that that they were on a break. I mean, we all knew they were on a break. This was just yes. a thing. But yeah. finally, all six of them confirmed that they were on a break. <laughs> For, yeah. Like 20 years later, it was confirmed. Right. They were on a break. <laughs> yeah, especially because I think, um, what's his face? Who was um, kind of like moderating the interview questions? What's that guy's name? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> what's his name now? Um, he's guy. the carpool karaoke guy. I, I'm, yeah, and I, we know, we all know who he is. Yeah, James Corden. James Corbin, there we go. Or yes, Corden? good job. Gordon, Corbin, I don't Corbin. know. It's like Corbin? A, yeah. Okay, I don't know, question mark. But yeah, yeah, him, he, I think he specifically asked Jennifer Aniston and was like, were Ross and Rachel on a break? And she was like, yeah, they were on a break. And then yes. everyone else was like, yeah, they were on a break. Which, yes, I think we all did know that. I also think it's super, it's funny because Rachel, like, I think she really wanted things to be on her terms. You know, like, obviously, she, like, broke up with Ross and put them on a break and then went straight to that dude who I feel like she was obviously crushing on, right? And then when she realized that that wasn't what she wanted and she wanted Ross... And then she was upset that he like successfully did what she was thinking about doing. You know what I mean? I feel like it was pretty obvious that like she was trying to get with that dude. And then she was like, oh, no, I don't actually want to be with you. I want to be with Ross. And she got all upset. And I'm like, fuck you, Rachel. What the fuck? The entire thing. Like, I, I recognize that Ross was was became really annoying on, on later seasons. He did. He really did. Even, now, that said, I think. I, I think uh, David Schimmer did a really good job playing Ross. Oh, yes. So, like, the, the talent to, to, to do that character, he did a fantastic job. That Absolutely. said, he became super annoying later on. Absolutely. That said, though, I find Rachel to be the villain, and that might <laughs> that might just be me as the straight white male here. No, I get she, it. But I, I think was. she was the villain. I'm I mean... Ross was overly needy, yeah. and he did not give her a space. That's true. I, that's absolutely true. I do think that after they broke up, he became more of a villain. You know what I mean? Like he became super like blamey and kind of shitty. And then there was the whole thing with them getting married and him not annulling I the know, marriage. Like more, more like that. More oh. like the, the two, two seasons after the breakup, that's when he became, that's oh, when it really shit. kicked in. Yeah. It, it took a couple seasons afterwards because they, he was still a sympathetic character. Right. Uh, and it was more just all her, and then she was just so annoying, and just wanted yeah. to like slap her. Like it was like, please just stop being who you are. Um, but yes, I, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with you though in terms of like their breakup, and in terms of David Schwimmer being d- playing Ross very well. Amazing, it's a great choice for Ross. It was yeah. also it was so fun in the reunion to see like the executive producers talking about like what went into casting cast choices character. right yeah yeah i mean because like chandler obviously was 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 i mean uh like he, yeah matthew perry was the perfect mm-hmm. perfect char- uh, person for that right uh, that character in yeah. fact they were all just these perfect 
people for their characters. And yeah, and it was and seeing like the behind the scenes of, that, of how that actually was done was yeah, it was was great. And I I I'd already researched, researched that a little bit just because you know me, I love friends, uh, right. things. So I, I already knew a lot of it already. Like the when they brought out the, the one who plays Janice. And she was yeah. talking about how she needed to bring out that voice because yeah. you know if she didn't, she was gonna start laughing at Matthew from Matthew Perry. That was but actually she, already I already knew that already. And right. so but yeah, no, I was a uh, yeah, no, the inside background on that was fascinating. It was very cool. And um I did know about Janice because I was super curious. I think it was the last time I was watching it, I was like, does she actually sound like that? Is that her actual voice? It's not. I've seen her in other shows. If you yeah. if another, another show, everybody everybody loves Raymond. Oh yeah, that's another show that she is on, and it's her uh, normal voice. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so, and I had the same thing with um, the nanny. I watched the nanny recently, and that's on HBO Max too. PSA. I loved the nanny. Did you ever watch? Did you not watch the nanny? No. Oh, oh that show was so. You don't even know what the nanny is. Oh shit! Have you been living under a rock? Okay, so uh, nanny, the nanny was a '90s show, and it's like it has Fran Drescher in it, and so she plays um, a Jewish woman in her like late twenties in new york who gets dumped by her boyfriend and goes around door to door to sell makeup and ends up getting hired as the nanny for this super rich um uh broadway play producer um for his children right and he's a widow his wife died and um so she and so she nannies the children and it's like the show is like following her like nannying the children and eventually like falling in love with mr sheffield and all this shit so it's and like an inverse of Melissa and Joey. Melissa. See, that's that's another show. Melissa, Melissa and Joey. It's, a, it's mm. a, another sitcom. It's mm. like the inverse. Oh, interesting. Like, kind of like pretty close. Interesting. I don't know. Anyway, I might check it out. I'll add. I'll add. You should. Here. It's hilarious. It's a sitcom, and it, it's hilarious. It's also it. It's very. Um, like good representation of uh jewish characters because her family is very much in the show and she i believe was an executive producer of the show and uh fran drescher and so she, and so she was like i want there to be a tv show about like a young jewish woman finding love and i was like fuck yeah it's really marvelous good. mrs Maisel. i guess i, I don't know i don't know if that's, if that's actually accurate to jewish culture or not but oh. that's another show where it is very like it, tries to bring in that aspect of uh like you know jewish culture like very mm-hmm. heavily much so um especially the idea of like marrying to keep the like keep the culture alive and oh, yeah. working, working within that community and everything else and there's a lot that show is just fantastic on whole on a yeah we that, we actually that's something have you seen that show it's on my list it's on my okay. list yeah. you will definitely want to watch that i know and that's really good. i know i'm not allowed to do this but that might be a really good episode later on to <laughs> uh to do an exploration of the, of the marvelous mrs Maisel because okay. there's we'll a lot of good stuff it. in that show on because it's a very interesting time period yeah for civil yeah. rights for right. queer rights for yes. women's rights it's yeah. just a very interesting time period yeah. 
of social change. And also it's, it's, it's very, very, uh, yeah, very fixated on the Jewish community as well. So, and it's hilarious. It's just, it, it's absolutely hilarious. That's interesting. Um, another thing, okay, so we talked about the Ross and Rachel thing and we talked a little bit about the casting. Um, something else I really, I found this very funny was when um, the moderator asked, like, because they worked so closely together for 10 years, like, did any of them date or oh, sleep yeah. together and stuff? And lo and behold. Oh, my gosh. No wonder. Okay. So nobody officially got together, but. Um, that they said on Jennifer, the show. Jennifer I, Anderson and David Schwimmer confirmed that they um, were both in love with each other and they knew it while they were filming. And it was something that they talked about while they were filming. Um, but it just kind of, they were both like in and out of relationships and it just didn't really work out and they didn't want to mess up their dynamic on the show, which God bless them for keeping it in their pants because now we're sitting here with High School Musical, the musical, the series, getting all stressed because, what? you know, oh, Oh, you don't know, know this. And team? I'm aware of this. I am aware of, of this of this show. I just didn't know that you were watching. This is the reason why I said that you were very disappointed in me for not having graduated from East High School. <laughs> this is the reason, yeah. This is the reason that yeah. triggered it was was that discussion That's, about Yeah. 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 I've been watching I saw the pictures, right? Two. Of when I took you to East High School. I have them, yeah. Yeah. I did he did take me to East High and I was really tired that day and I kind of like was like over sightseeing at that point. He was like, Genesee, you have to, you're gonna love it. And I did. It's awesome. Yeah. It was well, you worked up quite a bit actually, because it was sort of like it's for your mind. I don't know. When you visit in Joel, it, actually I'll be honest, our, our schedule when you visit uh, for our birthday is gonna be pretty jam-packed too but oh, we'll, we, we might be able to make it a, a drop by east high school i'm gonna as well. be so tired again but it's okay because i'm drinking coffee now but then i'm gonna get all anxious i don't know we'll see but anyway yeah i loved when they were talking about that that and that made their their chemistry made so much sense because they i mean the whole cast has wonderful chemistry they all obviously got like got along very well that um, was the magic of friends i think, I think in all reality yeah. that's what made the show such a hit and, and do so well as, as the chemistry yes absolutely yeah. and between all of them you know like even when when like ross and phoebe were alone together which was pretty rare but like even when it was just them talking like they got along really well and the, watching the reunion then being the their two actors apparently had lunch together every day oh yeah that was something they That's said nice. they were like yeah even on weekends we would get lunch together I was like, that's yeah. so cute and wholesome. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, I, and I like what, what uh, Matthew Perry, because they were talking sort of about how like afterwards, because mm -hmm. um, obviously they don't really get together. I mean, after the show, like once the show ended, I mean, they, right. they saw each other, yeah. but I mean, they basically lived together for 10 years. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of really cool stuff about what she, uh, they had one of the first times because they, they, they made that contract early on that they would all be paid the exact same throughout the entire show across the board. Like, they're, like they all made the exact same amount of money off oh, the show. Cool. Um, and that was in their contract that no, one, no, no character would make more than the other. 
But anyway, but but obviously, again, they, they lived together for 10 years. Mm. Things ended. Obviously, I can imagine that it'd be a, a huge life change to not have that around. And mm. so I remember when Matthew Perry was sort of talking about how, like, no matter what happens, they, if they meet at a party, forget everybody else. You will, they know for a fact they will spend the entire night <laughs> talking to each other, catching up, because you have this very special person that yeah. you you spent a decade of your life with and shared something so just fantastic, so amazing with yeah. um, everyone else just following the background and they all started crying. It was so sweet. It was. And Matthew, and Matthew Perry choked up and it was just horrible. <laughs> it was so very cute. Um, and it was so heartwarming to see them. Like it was just so, it, it was just so sweet. Um, what were some of your favorite parts of the reunion? Oh, um, when they first came in, I think was one was one of the things. But just sort oh. of like that, just the awe and just sort of remarking on the on the uh, yeah. on the set and seeing each other, getting together, um, and then uh, the fashion show that was mm-hmm. nice. When oh, they brought up Mr. Heckles, oh my gosh, yeah, that was amazing. When they brought up Mr. Heckles, ah. Oh. That was great. Yeah, they brought Mr. Heckles. I, I was amazed the guy was still alive. I mean, I the guy was, was dead. Same I with mean, their parents. I was like, Yeah, wow, like this... they were not young when the show when the show uh mm-hmm. started. It's been twenty over over twenty years. Um, basically. So yeah, no, I that yeah, that yeah, the fashion show, Mr. Heckles, when they first came in and saw the set. And then obviously kind of the discussions with like and like that that moment with Chandler when he's talking about just the act, the kind of just meeting with each other and that, that dynamic act of the show is probably, probably mine. What about yours? I, I like the, I mean, the whole thing was really, really great. I enjoyed um, the table reads a lot. They did, they did a few table reads of like really iconic funny. scenes. Um, and the way that they edited it was really cool because they did the table reads with them at their current age. And then they had like the actual like finished cut um in the show kind of flashback thing which is really cool i also really enjoyed uh the bloopers i love watching friends blooper reels just for oh yeah and giggles sometimes no it's great i like watching blooper reels like for the most part but friend there's something real special about friends blooper reels they're so funny they're so funny Um, they're all over youtube i i I, I spent more time than i want to count uh (laughs) watching those yes yeah that's very very true yeah and um they're really cool i did not realize that the guy who plays joey uh dislocated his shoulder oh you didn't know that no i don't think i knew that did did you wonder why there was that one one or two episodes where he had like his shoulder in a sling no i'm I'm this bitch that's just like oh yeah okay joey got hurt i mean it's not a surprise (laughs) it's joey but still i mean like they I would mean, have not shit. had it carry over from one episode to another. <laughs> They've done wilder shit. That's, I don't know. I guess. But uh, I don't know. I guess maybe here maybe here's another a much harder one to narrow down. Of all the friends episodes, like basically mm-hmm. like what's what is your biggest sort of laugh at like what scene or episode mm-hmm. is where you had the hardest just breakdown laughing, tears streaming down your face? 
and you'll start crying from laughter. Like, that's like, so hard because it's been so long since I've and watched so many, I mean, the whole thing. And there are so many episodes. I, oh, I'm going to have to think about this. This is really tough. I mean, I feel like Chandler, in terms of characters, Chandler makes me laugh the hardest. Or Phoebe. I love Phoebe. Phoebe's hilarious. I feel like when, um, I feel like I laughed a lot when they have the whole period of like Phoebe um, and her two, the two guys, right? Like the scientist guy who's in love with her and the guy she ends up marrying. I feel like yes. I laughed a lot at that episode, but it's been a while since I watched it. Um, I also laughed a lot with the whole London thing. With I mean, that was just like one of the best series of episodes was London. It was. It was. And yeah, it was be- very funny. I, I, I agree. Yeah, because like between, I mean, Ross talking up and saying the wrong name, and then, um, of yeah. course, Chandler and Monica get together, which is hilarious. Their whole thing is super funny. Um, yeah. I Those are like the first things that come to mind. I also really, I enjoyed their their holiday episodes a lot. I don't know if those were the funniest ones. Okay, I'll be honest. Really yeah. When they bring Brad Pitt on for Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh, is, I know. Not one of the, he was, I, so I mean, I, I don't know, I, I'm not a huge Brad Pitt fan, but I will say his portion in that episode is probably the funniest guest at like just guest episode hands down i could not stop laughing especially because weren't he and jennifer aniston dating at that time yes they were they were actually they were together in real life so it was even more funny but oh funny and he's like i hate her yes no yeah he's mouthing i hate i hate you (laughs) yeah and 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 then yeah that that is an excellent episode so it is yeah, I don't know if the London ones are the most funny ones, but are the most funny ones to me. They're obviously they're definitely hilarious. I was, but I mean, I'll be honest, the the funniest the thing that always stands out to my mind when I think of Friends mm-hmm. is in season ten when Ross goes and gets a tan. Oh my gosh! And yes, he totally screws it up. That I I think of the entire oh ten seasons of Friends. <laughs> I hands down laughed hardest at that scene. <laughs> And I would rewatch it, and it got funnier every time. And that's mm-hmm. where, like, the magic of David Schwimmer, he mm-hmm. was just so good at his job and so good at playing the character. But, yeah, I, I think truly that was probably the funniest, like, just scene yeah. or, or, like, bit in, mm-hmm. in that show was when he gets a, when he screws, he screws up getting a tan. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when he and Monica would do the routine um, at New Year's, yes and everything else That's yeah so funny. i think i think the nano team like again david shimmer while he had the most annoying character probably brought it to the table oh the most for me oh uh, my gosh maybe chandler i think i might actually have a, an answer okay oh okay you know how um uh ah, rachel and um rachel gets pregnant from What's his face? Ross, right? Yes. And so there's that whole episode where they're trying to figure out who made the move on who. Oh, yeah. When... Mount Tibidabo. That, that, the Mount <laughs> Tibidabo story. Yes! 
that makes me laugh so hard. And he was so good. Like, I, I, okay, like, again, he was the villain sometimes in the later episodes. But let's yeah. be real. Ross was the hero in that episode. Oh, that episode was amazing. Especially and because... Rachel of- was the horrible person in that episode <laughs> yeah especially because she was really trying to make it seem like oh she didn't want to you know like oh no. she was it was just there it was just, like he made the move so she went with it no. <laughs> she straight up used joey's line that was so funny and everyone looked at her everyone knew <laughs> yes and, and he and, and then ross was just staying in the bag yeah he was like so well He's like yep i'm just so happy <laughs> Uh, yeah and i do have to say like even while ross what like did a lot of shitty stuff in the later seasons and was just kind of like generally shitty he was always a really good father um and i think that's really beautiful he was always a very good present consistent father and and parent like co-parent in terms of co-parenting like no matter if he was having problems with rachel or his ex-wife or whatever he was always going to be there as a co-parent for them and I really respect that. I, I, I like that a lot. Um, but yeah, no, that whole episode was, especially because then after they watch the, that part where she hits on him and they were all like, okay, yeah, Rachel made the move. Um, at the end of the episode, <laughs> they both watched their sex tape together. That freaked out. Oh, yeah, it's hilarious because they're watching it at first. They're like, oh, oh, wow, we're kind of sexy. Like, this is kind of cool. And then they're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, hilarious. Please, no. Hilarious. Yeah, that episode gets me. Hilarious. Yeah, it's a good one. Good one. Um, (laughs) I had another question, but I totally forgot it because I'm thinking about that episode and it was so funny. Um... I honestly, in terms of like they and the reunion, they did quite a few like flashbacks and stuff. I feel like Phoebe wasn't highlighted enough. She's one of my favorite characters. She's hilarious. They had her do the smelly cat thing and like that was cool. But I was like, I wanted more Phoebe. I love Phoebe. She's she's so fun. We all love Phoebe. I I just so she was always sort of the odd one out, and he, like, yeah. and, and even though, like, she's, like she's, unlike Joey, who never really got, like, like a, a, a couple mashup on there because well, he's Joey, um, but he somehow managed to always make sure he kind of like, as far as the screen time, the presence, like Matthew LeBlanc and Joey kind of managed to stay up front with everybody else. If there was a, maybe a secondary character who sort of fell behind the rest mm. of them as far as being featured mm. i think it might have been phoebe i'm not sure that's true i think what it is i think what you're thinking of is that phoebe felt a little bit more separate from the group because she less consistently lived with them so Maybe. like rachel monica chandler and joey almost totally consistently lived together right in that apartment block ross maybe Ross didn't, but he was Monica's brother, so he was until like, later, until later episodes. Yeah, and then he yes. lived across the street. Yeah, he he uh, he he replaced ugly naked guys. <laughs> Occupation, yes. I love that. Um, 
but yeah so i could i and also i feel like i really appreciated phoebe because she was always very independent and i think that's what you might be picking up because in terms i think she did get an equal amount of screen time and like in terms of like her character and like storylines there was a lot going on. i mean they had the whole thing with her being a surrogate for her brother that we had a lot about that was funny family i mean we got but I do think that she was kind of mysterious in certain ways because like she was always kind of a lone wolf like she was very close with her friends and she loved them but also she she was just one of those people that like was constantly like pulling things out being like oh yeah I also like lived on the streets and like oh yeah I drove my grandma's cab and, oh when she when she uh she was the one who mugged Ross. Yes. Like, child. That was amazing. That was a funny, that was funny. That was a funny episode. She, she, when, she, when she turns to Monica and is like, oh my God, I think I mugged Ross. <laughs> she is so funny. No, uh, I, I, no I, I think she was great. I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe for reasons you mentioned, I, like she just, and it's not by a lot. It is my, I'm, uh, I'm talking like a very small amount. If there was one, I think she may have been less present as opposed to the other five characters. But yeah. that's just my impression. I mean, and, I can uh, see what you're saying possible. because I had some kind of a similar reaction, but not so much that she wasn't as present as to where she was more independent. You Maybe. know, and I think that really just has to do with like her character and who she yeah. was. And and also, I mean, that really stands up because Phoebe grew up on the streets. You know, so no, that's that's fair. I. No, it makes sense. I mean, it, 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 uh, yeah, uh, I know. Also, I don't think I knew this, but in the reunion, they talk about the fact that um, they chose that uh, Lisa Kudrow to play um, Phoebe because she was on a different show as a waitress. And I realized they totally used that character as her twin. I'm like that character was like the the inspiration for Phoebe's twin Ursula. They use the same name. Oh yeah, works as a waitress. Yes. I didn't know that. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that until this until the episode. Isn't that, that, that fucking that was, wild? That was funny. Um, speaking of a funny episode, when Phoebe finds out that Ursula's been using her her uh, her name as her stage porn name. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, that was a funny episode too. That was a funny episode. Yeah, there. I mean, they were playing funny. Like, they, like most episodes were funny, and I, especially once they got past it, the first two or three episodes, which every sitcom, the first two or three episodes tend to be rough. Right. Um, I mean, all the best sitcoms had that case. Like, like again, Frasier, uh, Scrubs, Friends, um, Listen, Joey. I mean, uh, Cheers. They, they, they all like all the, even the classics. The first few episodes are always you gotta get it ramped up, you gotta set the stage. So if you're gonna say you don't like a, a, a sitcom or a TV show, you have to watch it. These yeah. first several episodes. That's true. That I would I definitely agree with that. Um, well, I think we're just about at the end of our time for today, but we have a few more minutes. So I'm thinking. We already talked like funniest episodes. We we talked like favorite characters. Let's do like favorite moments of Friends. We've already done a few of those. I mean, obviously when Chandler and Monica hook up. Oh yes, that's a that's, very that's an obvious. I mean, that that's sort of like 
two up. But I mean, it is like that is hands down like the best. Like it is, it is clearly one of the one of the moments. Um, yeah. For me though, and I, I mentioned this earlier when I, I texted it to you. Uh, so when um, Joy moves out of mm-hmm. the apartment initially, uh, and it's it's that episode talking about where Joy moves out, and so we we, we know all the stuff. I he's saying goodbye to Chandler, and then Chandler uh, says, "All right, goodbye," and then Joey. And waves and goes out the door. The channel turns around, and Joey just opens the door and just gives Chandler this humongous, like, bear hug as if saying, I love you. You are my brother. Like, I just, you, you are my soulmate. And then yeah. it just this, this big, warm hug. And it was like, that is, that was a, that just show, kind of showed the true extent of their relationship and how close they were. Um, so, yeah, I think that was another really good moment for me. Um, on that one mm-hmm. and maybe like the birth of ben and oh everything. yeah because the birth of emma just because of the whole like joey and ross complication it kind of ruined it they oh sh- gosh they, yeah i forgot kinda, about like, that it would have been beautiful but they just ruined it with the whole stupid yeah. joey twist with rachel and that was just that was one of, that was one of those examples that they got wrong in, in my opinion like they overshadowed a beautiful opportunity there right I would agree with that. I'd say that's a fair assessment. I also really liked, in terms of births, I liked um, when Phoebe gave birth to her to her litter of kids. Yeah, her litter of her brother's children. Yeah, especially <laughs> because they had a moment where she was like, "Can I keep one?" Yes, can I keep one? <laughs> and she's like, guess what? Guess what? She, she, she motions to Rachel and, and right. Like, what is it? I think yeah. I want to keep one. I know. Rachel's like, oh, I'm going to be on the news. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, especially because it's like, I think that's a very normal reaction. And then, and also, that's a very Phoebe reaction. And also, also, um, ultimately, you know, she made the right, she made the right call and she made the very Phoebe call that, you know, she, she just wanted to be a part of their lives and it, and it was okay with her. That just meant her being their aunt. And, um, that was really, really fucking beautiful. Um, but yeah, wow. I, in terms of some of my favorite moments, I think, um, I really like after London also when, like they're sneaking around and um trying not to get caught and so like she has to like hide in the bathtub and he's like kissing all the uh, all of the women in the apartment whenever he leaves <laughs> and they like that have was, to have a talk yeah, with him <laughs> and then i think when joey found out that was hilarious that that was one of the greatest moments of friends like the most funniest parts of friends when joey finds out Mm-hmm. And just his eyes widen when he connects the two, and and he just starts freaking out. And like rushing the other room, and yeah, that that's a good that that was a, a standout moment. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think Joey has like a, quite a few things like that where he's like comically he's aware. You know? Joey was the glue, I think, yeah. to, their, to their dynamic, and mm. like everyone knew it. Like Joey was sort of what held them all together. In, in in very key moments and right. like he had those like he was very emotionally intelligent at times when dealing with his friends he had the he, he had those like those moments of insight and he would see through a lot of stuff right very clearly 
and he was very open with his feelings. Like he just loved everybody. He showed his love, and uh, despite that, he's the most macho character on there. I think he was the most in touch with his with his like emotional side compared to everybody else. I'd say that's pretty fair. So. Well, I think that's all we got for this episode. Um, I think that's about an hour, I hope. We're fucking tired. We're recording this super fucking late. It's it's almost 11 your time, isn't it? It's almost 11. I still have to pack, and I have like a 10-hour work day, and it's, it's, been a, it's been a crazy day. Uh, my brain's shot. That's... I have trouble saying words. You're wildin', I know. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on tonight, Taylor. We loved having you. It's always fun chatting with you. I love you so much. And uh, to all our bitches out there, um, make sure to follow us on Instagram if you aren't already. We have a Patreon where you can get bonus content and support us financially. So please do that. Um, check, yeah, check us out on Patreon. And thanks so much, as always, for listening. We love having y'all here. And I hope you have a wonderful week. Happy Monday. Bye, bitches. <laughs>